I want you to stand up on your feet and I want you to give the biggest round of applause. No, seriously, everybody stand up to David Fagan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yes, you, you, can sit, you can sit down here. You can sit down here. Uh, thank you. Okay, so this is good because now we kind of know who the real serious people are. By the evening, everyone kind of comes in, hangs out here. So we, now we know who the really serious people are here. I always like to reward the serious people. Is it okay if I give you guys some extra bonuses? Free stuff, maybe, yes. You're not sure. You're like, that sounds like kind of a trick. What's the catch? I've been trained at this before. Um, one of the books that I wrote is called Cracking the Icon Code. It's all about how to be an icon in your industry through image, expertise, and advice. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about this later. Um, but yes, I've been on a lot of the media. Uh, yes, I have been on the Today Show. We don't talk about the host that much anymore. Um, there's <laughs> Some of you guys will figure that out. Um, but I've been on Fox and Friends. I've been on The Five. I've been on What's Happening Now. I've been on The Doctor Show. I've even been on the Today Show in Sydney, Australia. What does that mean? Why do you even care, right? Well, there is something to be said about how you become a celebrity expert, right? There's something to be said about how you become an icon in your industry. What you have to realize is that when people first meet you, they're asking a question, either subconsciously or consciously, okay? Either they're literally, very literally saying these words to you, right to your face, or at least they're thinking it in some way. And it's a very brief question. It's only a two-word question. And the question is this, the question that everyone's thinking when they first meet you, why you? Why you, right? Why you and not somebody else? Why you and not something else? Why you and not nothing at all, right? Why your service? Why your product? You know, why should I work with you? Why should I spend my money with you? And what we learn is people only have so much, right? I call it the law of the war chest. I'm going to talk about this more later on, but you know, you really are competing in a sense for some things. I know we're all talking about collaboration, getting along, and you know, I'm from California. We're all supposed to be hugging and holding hands and singing Kumbaya. And is it okay to, is it okay to compete though, by the way? Is that all right? It is, it really is. Here's where competition goes wrong. When someone starts to tear somebody else down to make themselves better, obviously that's not what I'm endorsing. But I do think you need to have a very good answer to the question, why you? Why you? And I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to be doing some training here with you for a little bit today, a lot more this evening. Um, this, is, uh, this has been a very popular book of mine. This is another book that I wrote called From Invisible to Invincible. The foreword was done by Les Brown. Anybody know who Les Brown is? Very motivational, great speaker. Wrote that book. Uh, <laughs> he helped me write this book. But yeah, it's all about showing up, you know, making your presence felt. How do you go from invisible to Invincible. I was just talking to uh, Robin over here, and she said this is like her new favorite book. She has several of my books, and she said this one's probably one of her new favorite ones. A lot of my books are about business, they're about marketing, um, but this book's a little bit more about personal development. It's about your decision-making matrix. You know, how do you recognize opportunity? I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that. That's what this first presentation's about, is how do you kind of go from invisible to invincible? But I kind of want to give away some things. Um, I want to give away uh, some books for, to you guys. By the way, who here would want a book like this? Anybody here just want it? Oh, okay, good. So I'm not going to give it to you just yet, but um, <laughs> here's how you know you have good marketing. Do you make people want? I know it sounds really oversimplistic, but you have to really think about that. When you're talking and when you're speaking and when you're marketing and when you have stuff to give away, does it create a perception of value? This isn't just some $20 book. This is my life's work. Do you see the positioning of that? Now some of you might say, eh, eh. But still, what what's, has a greater perception of value? Just another book or my life's work? My life's work is the positioning behind that, okay? So yeah, I've got several of these. My latest book that Yes just launched last week is called Word Genius. And I'll give you guys a jump on this. I'm gonna talk a lot more about this, this book later on. But it's really about what to say and how to say it. Okay? And in this book, I've got the ultimate branding Bible, advertising encyclopedia, sales, I mean, marketing dictionary. I show you how to do your elevator pitch, how to talk about what it is that you do, how to explain it. And I actually give you very specific formulas. It's like copywriting, right? Verb goes here, adjective goes there. Not only do I do that in great detail, but the second half of the book, I literally give you my most favorite verbs and I put them in a sentence, and I show you how to make them action invitations, and then I give you their synonyms. 
and then I give you the adjectives. I give you like over 330 adjectives. I make it so easy. Now, how do I know that this is even important? Well, one of the things that I do for my clients is they come in and we do a strategy session and we work on their brand, we work on their title, we work on their name, we work on their slogan. We work on their elevator speech, speech. We talk about you know, their presentation title, their presentation subtitle, all these types of things, right? And sometimes when you're whiteboarding, you think, oh, what's another word that starts with C? Or, oh, what's another word that sounds like this, right? You, you want that alliteration. So you go looking it up. So I literally created what I need. Like this is one of the things that I use in my strategy sessions to help write those copies and to create those email subject lines. So to give you guys kind of a little bit of a jump on what's going to happen later on tonight. By the way, the, has the presentation even started yet? Say no. No, it hasn't even started yet. We haven't even started the presentation. I'm just kind of telling you about what's going to happen today and just trying to give a few things away with you. That's okay, isn't it? Say yes. 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 Okay, good. <laughs> so this book is a book that you can get later on. I was the former CEO of Gorilla Marketing. Anybody ever heard about Gorilla Marketing? Okay. So J. Connor Levinson, that was one of my greatest mentors. Great to have mentors. I got to ride his coattails, co-author a few books with Jay Connor Levinson. Between me and Jay Levinson, we've sold 23 million books in 62 languages around the world. Uh, and I hope here heard what I really said. Between me and Jay Levinson, so he's probably sold 21 million 900 and. Uh, but anyways, between me and him, that's what we call in the PR business positioning. Stick with me, you're gonna get this. So we call position here. So between me and Jay, about 23 million books in 62 languages around the world. But a lot of uh, his inspiration is in here as well. Kevin Harrington, um, the original shark from Shark Tank. Have you ever heard of Shark Tank before? Okay, so original uh, shark from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, wrote the foreword for the book. And one of the cool things he says here is, you know, uh, he's done so many pitches. He's one of the founders of As Seen on TV, uh, the, all the infomercial stuff. He said, hey, if, if everybody had this book, uh, it would have been entirely different. You know, I wish I could have given this book to everybody who ever came to pitch me. So he wrote the foreword for this book. So I'm going to give you guys um, kind of the advantage on this. So right now, the ebook is 99 cents and it's on Amazon. Okay? Anybody who goes on Amazon today, now, and buys the ebook, I will give you the $20 paperback book for free. Okay? Now, I don't only have so many of these, so I thought, well, I'll reward you guys instead of you know, doing this later on night when there might be uh, you know, 100 plus people here and I don't have that many books, I won't be able to do that as much. So, if you want that, you can go on Amazon, look up David Fagan, look up Word Genius, you'll, you'll see it on there. It was a number one bestseller, has been for uh, consumer behavior, uh, selling and sales, uh, small business, starting a new business. Um, feels like I'm even forgetting a few of them. New enterprises, anyway, six different categories, pretty good categories. So if you want that, go on there, 99 cents. All you gotta do is bring the receipt over to Isabel over here. Isabel puts on events for a lot of people. She works with uh, Robert and Sean, does some work for me, does some work for Allison. But if you bring the receipt over and just show her the receipt, hey, I just, I bought the book. She'll give you one of these and I'll sign it later. Pretty good, yes? Ah, yes, adding value, adding value. Uh, <clears throat> now, uh, who here would like to remember more of what's being taught today? Three people. Oh, four, five, six, seven. Okay, now we're going. Okay, so only three people. <laughs> oh, you got busy doing something. It's good, good training. Yes, it's true. I'll give you a second for that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give you, uh, you know, I'll even give you a couple more bonuses, even though you didn't even ask for them. Do you want a couple other bonuses? You probably don't even, I've probably already given you enough value at this point, haven't I? Do you want more? Okay. <clears throat> you were the only person who didn't stand up over here when it came up, so I'm going to work really hard to impress you. So later on, by the time I'm done, I hope I get that standing ovation. No, you're sitting right there. I'm watching you. I got my eye on you. You're on your phone over there. <laughs> One of the things that I created out of this book is over a thousand subject lines. I took all the subject lines from my emails and some of the other top marketers in the industry that I've done work with or work for. Over a thousand emails. And I am split up into categories like money and finance and health and wellness and all kinds of things. Five or six different categories. I have over a thousand of those. Anybody who gets the book, just give us your information. I will email you my list of over a thousand emails, subject lines, okay? Now, not only the good subject lines, 
They're a great way to start social media posts, which I talk about in the book. Pretty good, right? Say yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for playing along here. It's good, isn't it? Good or great? Great or life-changing? Oh, really? Wow. I didn't know if I'd get life-changing that early on, but thank you. That's, that's good. I'm going to keep working for that a little more. Okay, so I'm going to give you over a thousand subject lines there. So far, what's the total price we're looking at here? 99 cents. Who here thinks I'm devaluing myself? Hopefully not. Okay, good. Uh, okay, so you get a $20 book, you thousands of times. Okay, tell you what, I'll give you something else too. I've got something else that I use for creating bios for speakers and authors. I've got about 100 words, and I'm going to talk about this more t- later on tonight, this evening, when I do a pre- I'm going to do a whole presentation on the Word Genius book, and I'm going I'm to go in through there and really break it down, and that's when I'll give everyone the opportunity to get it. I'm just giving you guys an advanced opportunity now. But one of the other things that I do is I talk about how to create a great bio, a great introduction. You know, it's really hard to talk about yourself. That's one of the things that, that gets kind of tricky, okay? And there's what's called an action invitation. You don't need to know what that is right now. I'm going to explain it more later on. But it's essentially, a, it's a feeling phrase or an emotional trigger that starts with a verb, right? It's like, what do I do for people? Get them featured on the media. The verb is get, okay? Make them a best-selling author. What's the verb? Make, you know? What do I help people accomplish? What do I help them achieve? You know, how do they, you see the verb first though. So it's just a little copy, right? I'm gonna go into a little bit more. But when you're talking about what you do, when you're writing things in emails, and in, in social media, it's just a great way to invite people to take action. So I have a whole list just for your bio. It's over 100 words, okay, just for your bio. Uh, I will give you that list for free as well. So here's what you got. Buy the 99 cent ebook, and I'm gonna give you a $20 physical book for free. And then I'm going to email you two gifts, one that's over a thousand subject lines, and two over a hundred verbs for your bio, building your bio. Pretty good, right? There we go. Good, 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 good. Great. Okay. So I wanted to do, I wanted to do that for you, give you guys something, reward the people that were here early on, make sure you guys get the, uh, get the most of those, those gifts. Now, have we even started the presentation yet? No. Oh my goodness, we haven't even started the presentation yet. This is just all value and giveaways and specials. Just out of curiosity, who already has, the Amazon, has an Amazon account and they've already been on there and bought the ebook? You already bought the ebook. Okay, great, great. So I'd say over half the room. Now, some of you guys might have Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, there's been some people that have had some trouble clicking on that. You gotta go out of Amazon Prime and you gotta go just onto Amazon.com in case you're running into that problem. Okay, you gotta go just on Amazon.com. If you have Amazon Prime, it's a different setup. One of the things you learn about Amazon is a lot of different portals. You have Seller Central, you have Author Central, you have Kindle, right? You have, all, you have these different things and I won't, we'll talk more about Amazon secrets later on. But uh, if you just go to Amazon.com, that'd be a good thing for you. How many people have already written a book before? Okay, a couple. How many people still want to write a book? How many people want to write more than one book? How many people already thought about writing a new book today? Okay, good. <laughs> There's just lots of ideas that just come pouring out of you. Okay. Well, I do a lot of things uh, to help people learn how to create these bestsellers, and there's, there's some specific things to do with keywords and categories, and if you guys want that training, uh, I'll show you how to get that. Later on in this three-day event, me, uh, an author, and I help a lot of authors, and Allison, a publisher, are actually going to give you a presentation on that, and I'll show you step-by-step how we create and sell things on Amazon and make them a bestseller. I'm just telling you that right now <clears throat> just to tell you this one thing. You can't get the paperback book or the hardback book on Amazon right now. You can only get the ebook. So not only are you getting the ebook, you're one of the only few people that's getting a paperback book. You know, we've only had maybe a hundred of them or so, or a couple hundred maybe go out at the very most. Because you can't even get it on Amazon. You might say, well, David, that's strange. Why are you doing that? Well, because on Amazon, your sales get divided up with every ISBN number, every barcode, right? So an ebook is a barcode, a paper book is a barcode. So if I had all those things, it would divide up my sales. So just a little trick here, when you're selling something, when you release it, when you launch it, when you roll it out, it's best to have one at a time. That way all your sales go to that one thing and that's what helps you hit the best seller in various categories and as you hit that best seller, it can kind of parlay into other traction and movement and all that other good stuff. Nice tip or useless information, say nice tip. 
<laughs> good, good. You're with me here then. That's good. Um, <clears throat> so how many people, again, are thinking about maybe they want to write a book someday? Good. A little over half the room here. Yeah, it's a great thing to do. Again, because what's the big questions everyone's asking? Why you? You want a really good answer to that question. One good answer is, I wrote a book on the topic. Right? What are some other good answers? You know, maybe you won some awards. Maybe you have testimonials. These are all things that kind of separate you from somebody else. All right, now we're about ready to start the presentation. Who here thinks we're behind? Of course you don't. You know that this is all. Who here feels like we're just exactly where we need to be? Who here thinks I have a plan? I actually have done this before. I've done this a few times before. Okay, good. <clears throat> so first thing I want you to know, no silver bullets in business. There are a few things that work every time for every person in every place. But the most successful learn how to play the odds with best practices. The things I'm going to teach you today are a lot of best practices. Here's the things that if you do them day in and day out, they are going to work more than they're not. It is tempting for people in the audience, <laughs> excuse me, for people to say, oh, I tried that before. Oh, that didn't work for me. Or, oh, my friend. Or, oh, this person I know. There's always exceptions to the rule. But I'm telling you, <laughs> this, this is the best way to do that. I've accomplished a few things. I've helped my clients accomplish a few things. None of this stuff is hypothetical or I think or I read about it somewhere and maybe you want to try it. These are all things I've done myself, right? So we want to play the odds. We want to play the what? Yeah, we're going to play the odds. Put them in our favor. Aristotle said it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Okay? So, you know, suspend disbelief. Come on a journey with me here. You know, you don't have to accept it, but entertain some of these thoughts here, okay? A great enemy to learning is these two words. They are, I know. It's an enemy to, oh, I know. I know that. Or, no, that'll never work. Right? Suspend disbelief. Come on a journey with me. When you decide to change your life for the better and you start losing people around you, right? If you start losing people and things around you, don't chase after it. It's what held you back in the first place. Yeah, good? Okay, so I want to tell you a little bit more since you guys raised your hands about how to remember more of what you're learning, okay? I need to tell you a little about how the inside of your brain works first. Some of you have heard me talk about this before. How many people have heard me talk about this before? How the inside of your brain works? One, two, three, four, yeah. Uh, good, so a lot of new people, so the point is, is that it's worth repeating again. So if you've heard this before, you know, let everybody learn this right now, because it's important. The inside of your brain, when you're first born and you're young, days old, weeks old, months old, right? is like rolling hills of tall green grass. Tall green what? Yeah, tall green grass, right? And when you want to make something happen, when you're trying to express yourself or say something, maybe it's just a baby crying, you know, it's like going somewhere in your brain through these uh, rolling hills of tall green grass. Anybody ever remember walking through tall green grass? Anybody walked through tall green grass? You know, you kind of sometimes as a kid do this kind of thing too. You kind of, maybe you try to step up over it kind of thing. You know, or you just, every step you take kind of kicks into something. Sometimes your feet will even get kind of caught in stuff, right? So it can be kind of tough going somewhere and rolling hills of tall green grass. But what happens if you go to the same place in your mind or if you make the same things happen over and over again? What happens to, to those places that you're walking? What happens? forms a path. That's right. You form a path, right? And so as you get older and older, you have all these pathways inside of your brain. Now, when you learn a faster way to get somewhere, are you more likely to take the shortcut through the tall green grass, or are you more likely to go the path of least resistance? Path of least resistance, right? So there's a way to mow down that grass rather quickly and remember more and do more, okay? First, do this really quickly here. Tell me how you would define an epiphany. How would you define an epiphany? Uh -huh. An aha moment, like it. What else? Light bulb, Light bulb going off. Yeah, what else? What's that? Yeah, absolutely. What else? All these are good. The word I probably like the best is breakthrough. 
right? And you have an epiphany, it's like having a breakthrough. But it's really more than that. It's really more than a breakthrough. Epiphany is like a paradigm shift where everything has changed. You're never going to see things the same way again. You're never going to look at things the same way again, okay? And if you want to remember more of what you're, you're learning, if you want to actually take action on the things you're learning, when you're processing that new information, when you're thinking about how good it is or how helpful it is, if you say the word breakthrough out loud, you're 10 times as likely to remember it. What's the key word? So today, I'm not, I'm not working up here for money. I'm working up here for breakthroughs. What am I working for? Breakthroughs. Okay, so sometimes you can even be helping out your neighbor because they could be thinking about it going, well, I think I knew that, but man, that's, that's even a better way to look at it. And then they hear you say breakthrough, like, yeah, that was a breakthrough. So you're even kind of helping the people around you. So I want to get you guys saying breakthroughs. And here's what I'm going to do when you say a breakthrough, too. I've got one of my older books. By older, I mean two years ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give some of these away for free as you guys have breakthroughs. So if you generally have a breakthrough and you say breakthrough out loud, you could get one of these books. You could get this book. Which book? Say this book. This book. And the word is what? Breakthrough. Now, I won't give somebody a book every single time they say breakthrough. Why, why not? More importantly, is that the way real life is? Real life doesn't reward you every single time you got something right. I mean, if you did that, you'd never do anything wrong again. By the time you're maybe 12, 13 years old, you think, man, I got this thing figured out, right? Some rewards don't come immediately. Some rewards don't come in the next week or month. Dare I say, some rewards don't even come in this life. They come in the next life. Is that okay? Can I say that here? Yes. People getting too, too goofy on me here, you know. Uh, <laughs> so... What's the word? What's the book? Cracking the icon code. Oh, I got you on that one here. See, you didn't know there'd be a test, did you? All right, so I, I, might, I might give out some of these, these books as well. I need, we'll see if there's some heartfelt breakthroughs. Okay, who here's already had a breakthrough today? Okay, great. Great, sounds good. Okay, so you guys are right, ready to go here. Finishing is happiness. And quitting is the secret art of winning. We're going to test you guys, see how smart you guys are here. First thing I want to tell you, finishing is happiness. Finishing is what? You want more happiness in your life? Finish that book. You want more happiness? Finish the website. You want more happiness? Finish the event. You want more happiness? Finish. Finish the partnership. Finish the project. Finishing is happiness. We're all on the same page? Okay, second thing. It's going to get a little bit harder from here. Quitting is the secret art of winning. <laughs> what? <laughs> Quitting is the secret art of winning. You may not believe that. Oprah was in radio. She could have said, I'm going to stay in radio. I'm going to be the best radio show host there ever was. I'm going to own the radio airways. I'm going to have my own radio station. She didn't. She quit radio. She went into television. Now she has her own network. It used to be the Oprah Winfrey show. Then it was Oprah. Now she just needs O. That's her brand, O. She just needs a letter. Okay, right? Oprah was a quitter. Michael Jordan was actually playing the game of baseball. I don't know if you know this, but he was playing baseball. He could have said, I'm going to be just as good in baseball as I was in basketball. I'm going to win as many awards in baseball as I did in basketball. Right? I'm going to be an MVP. I'm going to go to the finals. But he didn't. He quit baseball. He went back to basketball. He won three more NBA championships. Michael Jordan's a quitter. You didn't know that, did you? Michael Jordan's a quitter. Ellen DeGeneres, she was an actress. She was a comedian. But she wasn't getting the roles she wanted. She wasn't getting the parts she wanted. So what'd she do? She quit being an actress and comedian. She became a talk show host, which, by the way, in Hollywood's like from here, <laughs> way down. But now Ellen is winning more Emmys than Oprah Winfrey is. Right? Ellen's a quitter. Guys, quitting is the secret art of winning. I could help every single one of you in here more by helping you know what to quit than ever helping you start something. Say true. True. You're processing, aren't you? Remember, suspend disbelief. Come on a journey with you. You're like, wait, can this really be true? This seems like a trap. Ever since we were a kid, right? You're three feet from gold. Don't give up. Keep going. You're almost there. Don't quit. Never say die. I mean, it's just been buried into us. But I'm telling you, the most brilliant people, some of the most successful people out there, yes, they know when to finish, 
but they also know when to quit. Now, what's the problem with the two things I just told you? I just told you finishing is happiness, then I just told you quitting is the secret art of winning. What's the problem with the two things I'm telling you? Yeah. Right? <laughs> because here's the thing. What I'm telling you is knowledge. And there's an expression that knowledge is power. That's not true. I want to rewire that in you right now. Knowledge is not power. Wisdom is power. Knowledge is just knowledge. You want knowledge, get on Google. Google has all the knowledge you ever need, right? This is the start of wisdom, is to know that some truths have greater value. If I could help you more with one thing than anything else, it'd be to be a great decision maker, to know in any given situation what truth has the greatest value. When we're young, we're learning a lot of right and wrong. As we get older, we start learning you know, a lot of best practices. What gets harder and harder is when there's more than one right thing to do, right? We start to get into this good, better, and best. And what is the most right thing to do? What truth has the greatest value? You see, we're in search of wisdom, not knowledge. When I'm meeting with my team, we're trying to figure out the next move. My executive team, we're talking about, well, what truth has the greatest value? What's, what is the most important thing? What's the thing that's going to move the needle the most, right? You've got to think about those things. Finishing is happiness. Quitting is the secret art of winning. And the start of wisdom is that some truths have greater value. You don't have to say what it is, but who here realizes right now there's probably something they should quit? Here's the problem with quitting. Most people don't know how to quit. Uh, can I make you guys really good quitters? Can I teach you the right way to quit? You're still a little nervous. You're like, this doesn't feel right. It feels like a trap. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been going for so long, I, just, I don't know if I'm supposed to be quitting here. Okay, look, let me just put your mind at ease here. Let me just tell you the right way to quit. The problem with quitting is most people quit in the heat of the moment. They have a bad day, they quit. They have a bad week, they quit. They have a bad month, they quit. They have this bad experience and they don't have the emotional intelligence, and so they quit. That's not what I'm talking about. Those are not the times you should quit. Here's what you should do. You wanna pick a time frame, and you wanna say, okay, I'm gonna do this for three months, and then I'm gonna take a step back, and I'm gonna reevaluate and decide if I should still do it. I'm gonna do it for six months, I'm gonna do it for nine months, I'm gonna do it for 12 months. You commit to a time frame. Let's say you commit to a year, I'm gonna do this for a year. That means on the 365th day at 11.59 p.m. at night, you are still eating, breathing, sleeping, bleeding that business, that project, that idea, that commitment, whatever it is. But when that clock clicks to 12, and it's the 366th day, you need to take a step back and look around you and go, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my resources? Is this what I should still be doing? What drives me absolutely crazy, well, there's two things really around this topic. One is that you're constantly learning new things and meeting new people, and there's new opportunities in front of you all the time, but you're continuing to lock yourself into something that isn't really working anymore just for the fear of, oh, now I'm a quitter. Guys, I'm a brilliant quitter. I quit things left and right. I've probably quit more things than some people have ever started, okay? Don't be afraid to quit something that isn't working. Now, here's the other thing that really bothers me. This is even more common. What you do when you find something new is you just add it to everything else. Well, I'll just keep doing those things. So my question to you is, how many, who here has a lot of extra time on their hands? There might be somebody. You have a lot of extra time on your hands? Over here, you have a lot of extra time on your hands. So most of us don't have a lot of extra time on our hands. So what that means is, is if you're really busy and you're going to now add something else to the list, what's the problem with that? Something's not gonna get done or not get done well. So these are the words which we want to write into our hearts and souls. In order for something new to live, something old must die. And this is something I've given my team permission to say to me, right? They even made me a sign hung above my office a couple years ago in Beverly Hills, 9100 Wilshire, got the sign, said, the last thing we need around here is another good idea. I trained my team to say, David, great idea. You know, I, 
I'm an idea person. How many people out there are an idea people? You think you're an idea? <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm an idea person. Train my team to say, Dave, it's a great idea. Great. So what are you going to stop doing so you can start doing this? Hey, I got a new book I want to write. Great. So what are you going to stop doing so you can write that book? Hey, I got a new event I want to do. Great. What event are we going to stop doing so we can do that new event? Right? It's really important to understand what we're doing in our business, how much time we have, and what needs to die in order for something new to live, and the right way to quitting. Breakthrough? Anybody here seriously processing a breakthrough? I can see a lot of thoughtful glances and faces and, okay. Okay, good. All right, I'm not hearing any, so I'm just making sure here. I'm just confirming. I can see the wheels turning though. Quitting is the secret art of winning. If you just got that one thing, that one thing, that could be huge for you as far as what you're doing and what you're doing next. Let me hammer this home here a little bit. Um, it's okay if you can't see this. I don't really want you to be able to see this. If you can, good for you, because then you just kind of skip ahead on me here. Breakthrough? Breakthrough? So all the things I just said about wisdom and quitting, but breakthrough is I, you can't see the slide and that's the way I want it. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, you just processed the last point. Ah, gotcha. It's good to know. I want to anchor those things. Okay, so whenever you're feeling discouraged and looking for inspiration, I just want you to review the milestones of Abraham Lincoln's life. And this is in one of my books, Invisible to Invincible. Just think about this for just a second here. In 1831, Lincoln failed in business. 1832, he was defeated for state legislature. 1833, again he fails in business. This day and age would have been called bankruptcy. 1834, he gets a win. He was elected to the state legislature. But in 1835, his sweetheart dies. And then in 1836, he suffers a nervous breakdown. 1838, defeated for speaker, 1840, defeated for elector, 1843, defeated for Congress. Abe, people don't like you. He does not, he doesn't get it, he just keeps trying, right? 1836, three years later, he gets a win, he's elected to Congress, but two years later, he's defeated for Congress. Seven years go by, let's try for Senate, nope, you're defeated. One year goes by, I'm gonna be the vice president candidate, no, you're defeated. 1858, defeated for Senate. 1860, 30 years later, he's elected to the president of the United States of America and goes down as one of the greatest leaders in all time in the entire world, right? What I want you to get out of this is sometimes you're running for state legislature when you should be running for president of the United States. Right? No, even more seriously, we want to be serious about our goals, but flexible about how to attain them. He always wanted to be a leader. He always wanted to help people. He just didn't really care about how he did it. And that's one of the things we need to do. One of the greatest things that causes a lot of problems for people in their first couple years of starting out or having a business or being in sales is they say, hey, what's your long-term goal, your three-year goal, your five-year goal? That's one of the things that can just ruin you the most. And I, and I kind of have a little bit of controversy with some of my other uh, speaking peers because I'll tell you, I think long-term goals for a lot of people is really a waste. I'm really more about the power play. What can you do in the next four to six weeks to make money or get results? What can you do in the next three to eight weeks, right, to make money or get results? What's something really big that you can do in a really short amount of time, right? A lot of people are kind of getting ready to get ready. Well, next year, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It just forces the mistakes and the lessons and the things you learn, and it collapses time frames, and you discover things so much quicker. But Abraham Lincoln, really important to note, he didn't have to have a long-term goal. Maybe he wanted to be president of the United States, maybe he didn't. But the point is, is he didn't lock into one thing and say, man, I just got to be speaker. I just got to be elector. I just got to be in Congress. I just got to be in the Senate. He didn't have to be in any of those things, right? A lot of you guys want to help people. A lot of you guys want to change the world. A lot of you guys want to serve. A lot of you guys want to, you know, make a certain amount of money. You can do those things in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to be one thing. Be careful about getting locked into one thing and that finishing is happiness. Yes, it is, but make sure you're finishing the right things. Makes sense, right? Say yes, yes, yeah. Processing, thinking. The greatest danger for most of us 
is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it's too low and we reach it. Here's what most people think, consciously or subconsciously, these are what most people think. They think, well, you gotta have some talent, and luck sure would help be helpful, and talent plus luck equals success. But here's what most successful people know. Preparation plus opportunity equals success. And here's what really super successful people know. Preparation squared, that's a lot of preparation, plus opportunity squared, that's a lot of, lot of opportunity, divided out by the wisdom of knowing what things to prepare for and what opportunities to take, minus your ego, equals super success. Helpful? Yeah. It's helpful, isn't it? Now, just take a look at me for a second here. This is kind of important visual here. Just kind of see. Okay, let me just kind of step out of this. Okay, that's the presentation. I just stepped out of the presentation. We're no longer in the presentation. Are we in the presentation? That's right. We're not in the presentation. We're just, this is a little break for you guys. How many people consider themselves speakers in here? You speak and maybe you speak at an event, present yourself. Okay, about half the room. So it's about half the room is authors, half the room is speakers. Just something here to think about. How many people also, um, another good question actually. How many people consider themselves an expert in what they do? They have a certain level of expertise. Okay, great. Um, experts make complex things simple. Experts make complex things simple. Okay? You want to make complex things simple. I'm gonna talk more about this later on. I've been on the media a lot. I've gotten people featured in the media a lot. Beverly Hills PR firm, done, done those types of things for people. You know, I'll play a reel of it later if you wanna see it. Is it better to show or better to say? It's always better to show. Point being is that a lot of people feel good when they can throw out some big words and industry jargon and impress you with their knowledge. That's not what we're trying to do here. Okay? We want to talk to people like they're Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, we want to talk to people like they're a second grader. We want to make complex things simple. One of the things I want you to take note of is what do you notice about my slide? Do my slides help you learn? They do, don't they? Are you noticing that there's some visual aids that are going on here? Maybe. Think about that. How are you doing that? Venn diagrams, infographics. How are you making complex things simple? What are the tools that you use to make complex things simple and show your level of expertise and help people actually learn what it is they need to know in order to move forward with you? Okay, let me just kind of step back into the presentation here. Just that you guys like this. That's a good sound effect, right? Isabel doesn't like the sound effect. Uh, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Now, before we go any further, I know all this stuff about PR, and I can help you get featured on TV. I mean, I've represented everyone from Paul Stanley of KISS to uh, reality TV stars I won't tell you about because you'll just think less of me. Um, you know, I, I got a whole list of these people. So I, I know all these things. So why in the world would I be telling you about this? Like, why am I talking to you about the things I'm talking about? Any guesses? What do you think? Why this? It's okay, I'm, com I'm comfortable with the silence too. Some people are like, oh my goodness, it's been silent for a really long time. It's okay, think about it. You were gonna say something? Yeah. What makes Oprah brilliant, what makes Steve Jobs brilliant, what made him brilliant, what makes Bill Gates brilliant, take all these successful people, Mark Cuban, it's not really their product knowledge or their service knowledge or their genius in their industry. It's really their ability to make decisions, okay? This, what I'm sharing with you, is a way of forming a decision-making matrix. I guarantee most of you, the successes you're having is because of the way you recognize an opportunity, the way you're prepared for an opportunity, and the way that you go after that opportunity. You know, it's your ability to communicate, it's your ability to persuade, to influence, right? Just as your successes are your inability to understand opportunity or to recognize pitfalls or to recognize issues or people that you don't want to associate with as much as you do want to associate with. So I can teach you all these things and what I've learned over the years is as much as I teach people about best-selling books and getting featured in the media and branding themselves and 
those things aren't going to help you if you don't know how to apply them. If you don't really know how to, you know, stick something out or believe in something or create a brand or form a plan or, you know, know how to communicate with people. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Now you two over here. Yeah. Barry? Okay. I think I met you all the way back in like 2008? Yeah. Like that was 10 years ago. Wow. Have things changed, huh? Yeah, I went away to California and did a few things, and now I come back from time to time. I, when you guys saw it, like, man, I know them. It's going to take me a few minutes. I keep looking over there. Okay, yeah, I, I remember. I remember. That was when I had a radio show on KFNX 1100. Yep. I was on every day of the week, Monday through Friday, 12 to 1. David before the doctor. I was right before Dr. Laura. Okay, took a little down memory lane here. Okay, that's good. So you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything. Why am I sharing that with you? Well, because a lot of people are like, oh, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I, I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't, I'm not that guy that blows that wind up your skirt and says, yeah, you know, you can dream, you can do rah, 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 you can do anything. I'm more like, hey, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. You got to pick and choose. You got to prioritize. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Who said the amen? Okay, there we go. Can't believe I haven't got any breakthroughs yet. I usually have these books like flying off the thing here. No one's had breakthroughs. You guys are just writing them down. I see lots of people taking notes and saying things. You guys just bashful? Who, what's that? No, I want you to say the word breakthrough. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a, uh, keep looking though, you'll see it. But it was a breakthrough for you? You know, it's a realization of something that I see every single day. Yeah. Too, too many people are doing too much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying by these really great people. Yes, they're really smart in their industry, but more importantly, they know how to spend their time and they know how to not spend their time. And it may, it may sound so simple, and maybe it sounds so easy, but I'm telling you, these things are going to help more than anything else. Um, project pruning. You know, if you're, you're not sure how to spend your time, here's just a really quick thing you can do. Uh, ask yourself, the things you're doing, how much do you love them? Scale of 1 to 10. How much money could it make you or is it making you, right? Scale of 1 to 10 or even put a number on there. How much time does it take you? We want a lot of love and a very little time for a ton of money, Right? We don't want to do things that we don't like to do and don't make any money and take us a ton of time. So sometimes I'm just going through the projects. I can help people fix things really quickly. Again, it may seem oversimplistic, but I bet a lot of you right here would just benefit through going through that. What are you doing? How are you spending? How much time do you spend on social media? How much do you love spending time on social media? How much money is it making you on social media? You know, maybe you got to either approve the way that you're doing that or not do that anymore. How much money do you make speaking at events or networking at events? How much time does it take you? How much do you love doing it? Maybe you got to do more of that. Maybe you got to do less of it. Maybe you got to find the better groups. Maybe you got to find the better people, right? We just want to make sure we fix what's actually broken. I'm going to talk a little more about that later, but sometimes people come to me and say, ah, I got to get some gas in my car, and they have a flat. It's like, no, you need to, you need to fix the flat. <laughs> That's why you're stuck, right? Or it's the other way around. You know, they have no gas, and they're trying to fix the tires. It's not the tires. You got no gas. You got to know what it is first, and then fix that. Awareness. Before you can fix anything, you got to know, you know, what to actually change. Change is hard. This is a great quote. I love this quote. Harriet Tubman. I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. Right? You got to know. You got to be aware of what these things are before you fix it. If you don't know you're spending too much time, if you don't know you're doing the right sales activities, you know, if you don't know, you know who you're aligning yourself with, you got to fix that. Be aware of that in the moment. Who here has ever seen the book or read the book or even just glimpsed at the cover of Emotional Intelligence? Okay, about half of you. Might even be the same half of you. I'm starting to notice a pattern here. There's half of you that, are, that have really had some experiences in life, and there's another half of you that, you know. How many people just don't raise their hand, no matter how many times there's a chance to raise your hand? Okay, there's two or three. Okay, good. That explains a lot. Rosemary, I, I'm on to you. That's not true. Um, many people have died at 25 and aren't buried until they're 75. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, this is me 50 pounds heavier. This is actually back in that time of about 2008 when, uh, Barry, you first met me. Uh, I look more like this guy at about 215. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but I, I, was, I was 250. Now I'm about 160, 165. Show off, yeah, yeah. But why do I show that right now? Change, you got to be a... 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but guys, I want you to get the presentation under the presentation. How many people know that there's really two presentations going on here? There's what I'm saying to you, but then there's how I'm saying it to you. For those of you guys who have kind of become students of learning and improving, self-improvement, business development, right, you'll start to kind of learn like, hey, on the surface, this guy's telling me some things and those things are valuable. But then they'll also say, hey, this person here under the surface, look at how he's doing it. That's really important. That's a big part of this book, Word Genius. Not just what to say, but how to say it. If you want to influence, if you want to persuade, if you want to put the odds in your favor, how is it you do that? Those things matter. Who here would like to be more influential or more persuasive? Yeah, good. Anybody here not want to be more influential or more persuasive? Okay, so that's pretty much everybody. All right, that's good. This is what I was talking about here, power plays, right? Time best spent, power plays. Power plays decide what you can do in three to six weeks to make money and get results. This should be in line with longer term goals and should drive your minute to minute decisions, dream and act in power plays. Moment management, this is your, your second biggest time category of how you look at your time. How are you managing the moments? Short term goals, one year, that's the next most important thing. Least most important thing, still important, but least most important thing is long term goals. Once you get to about seven figures, been doing your business for a while, you got it pretty easy, you're starting to do seven figures, you know, that's when I really will help endorse, like, yeah, where, where are we really going with this? In the beginning, it's, you want to change the world, you want to make money, you want to help, you want to serve, you can be a little loose with that. What you can be loose with is, what are you going to do right now? What are you going to do in the next three to six weeks? That's really the most important thing. Oh, there, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> I can only lean so far forward, so that was really good, actually. No, is that really a breakthrough for you? This is my job here, guys. This is what I'm working for today, is really your breakthroughs. I mean, we can learn all these things, and you guys learn all these things all the time, but it's about taking action. You know, um, Allison mentioned that she uh, was a client of mine in the past in 2015 in a weird roundabout uh, change of events. I've kind of become a client of hers. But she was a client of mine in 2015. One of the things that she did so well that took her, you know, from reach of you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand to a couple million is because she took massive amounts of action. Just massive amounts of action. Hey, you need to write a book. Hey, you need to show up at this event. Hey, you need to get on this panel. Well, why? What am I going to do? You're going to meet people. Trust me, it's going to open up things. Hey, come, come be on my TV show. Had a cable TV show in hiatus at the, the Hollywood Entrepreneur, Riverside County, California. I went to a couple million people. She went on. She'd been on my show as a guest, co-host. We actually ended up getting her, her her own cable TV show. But she just took massive amounts of action. Massive amounts of action. Right? So what I'm doing is I want them to process these things. I want you to discover the breakthroughs. And the breakthroughs are more likely to be the things you take action on. Right? So I want to take responsibility for that. One of the other things I'm going to talk about over the next couple days is how to inspire action in every audience. When you are speaking, when you are presenting, when you are on camera, how do you inspire action? I actually have a three-day event. Next one is coming up in Phoenix, November 6th through the 8th. It's called Speaker Media Mastery. And we just take about 10, 12 people, and we do nothing but train them on how to present, how to speak, how to be on camera. Um, Sean has been through that. You can talk to her about that. Isabel has been through that training. Um, Rosemary has went through some of that training there. Uh, Allison has helped me put on some of that training. Uh, Jay over here that's going to be speaking later. He just stepped out for a second. He's been in that training. But being on stage and being on camera, it's huge. Guys, what's the number one thing driving the internet or social media campaigns? Video. Video. Right? How do you show up on video? The ability to talk in sound bites, the ability to talk in segments, the ability to get people's attention. I have something I call the three E's. How do you engage them? How do you enrich them? How do you enroll them? Right? Again, you're learning what I'm saying, but how many people are getting the presentation under the presentation? I gave you three E's, right? I'm giving you feeling phrases or emotional triggers. Oh, you got to talk in sound bites and segments as I'm literally giving you sound bites and segments, 
right? So there's a presentation, the presentation. Who here really gets what I'm doing and saying? Say yes. yes. Who here is thoroughly lost and doesn't mind admitting it? Okay. <laughs> My, I, the key was, and doesn't mind admitting it. And that's, that's, that's okay, though. But no, this, this is important stuff here. Um, if we get some time, I'd love to give you guys a chance to actually be on camera and kind of let some other people learn by, by doing that. Who here, um, uh, who here, if I gave them the chance and I was going to interview them on camera, I'd create a quick video with them for their website, would, would take me up on that? If I said right now. Oh, really? Okay, cool. So we might, we might even do that here with a few of you. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Abraham Lincoln. Never do something permanently stupid just because you are temporarily upset. <laughs> just little words of wisdom. Things that I may or may not have learned in my life. Uh, again, emotional intelligence, right? Emotional intelligence. Calm is a superpower. Calm is a superpower. Who here believes that? Calm is a superpower? Who here feels like they're just really good at being calm? I know Rosemary is. Rosemary is like seriously calm. Like she is so calm. She's almost too calm. Who else here feels like they're like, if, you, if I asked their husband or wife or kids, they're like, yeah, they're just really calm. Yeah, you're calm? I get that. I get that vibe. I get that vibe. Who else feels like they're really calm? Like it just, it comes natural to you. You? You're pretty calm? That's good. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with being passionate about something every once in a while. But it really is a superpower. There's times we have to learn to be, to be calm. It's easy to do certain things. Um, Shaquille O'Neal can make a lot of free throws. Put them in front of 20,000 people and put them on live television, a little bit different, right? You can know the right answer of how to help a client, but have them yell at you and swear at you and be up all night and then try to react in that moment with not the right amount of sleep and not being treated fairly, it's tough. How do you, how do you kind of remain calm in those situations, right? The universe is rigged in your favor. Who believes this? Okay. You guys are probably the same people that believe you could actually make a difference. Who are the things you can make a difference or change the world? Who are the crazy people? That's what I want to know. You're crazy? Okay, that's good. We got a lot of crazy people in the group. All right. We're all superheroes pretending to be normal people. Yeah? You like that one? So what are these up here that I'm sharing with you right now? What, what, what might these be called? Posters. Posters. There's another marketing word for it, but that's essentially meme. Yeah, it's a meme. When you combine words with an image. Words with an image. When you're doing things on social media, when you're doing presentations, when you're doing videos, what to say and how to say it. When you're doing those types of things, Olivia, what's going on? I didn't know what a meme was. Oh, you didn't know what a meme was. And that was a very honest, sincere breakthrough. All right, Olivia, I'm, I'm going to give you a book. That really, that really felt good here. Oh, you do have this book. Did you already get it? The ebook on the, on the, the thing? Okay, I'll, I'll help you with that and do that. So I'm just giving the, she'll take the cash? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. But I got to hang on to the word genius ones right now because I only have so many of them. Uh, but no, that, that's an important thing to know. And again, this is how you become that celebrity expert. This is how you persuade. This is how you influence. It's what to say, but how do you say it? You say it in the form of an infographic. A meme, a chart. Here's another one. Soon you'll realize that many people will love the idea of you, but will lack the maturity to handle the reality of you. I think that's your wife, sir, Barry. Soon you'll realize that many people will love the idea of you, but lack the, I mean, you got a lot of reality coming at people. It's good. It's good stuff. Has anyone ever told you you can be a little bit intense? So that meme was created for people like us. And that's great. Boom. Uh, who here would like to know, know how to go from zero to hero? Four, five. Oh, they're trying to go all sorts. Oh, seven, eight, nine. Okay. You guys just, you're thinking about it. Like, uh, guys, there's no tricks here today. There's not, I'm, not, I'm not tricking anybody. I got a lot of things to cover. So I genuinely can cover other things. So I want to find out, like, what do you really care about? Sometimes marketing is somewhat of pulling the group, right? 
When we do book covers, there's a lot of split testing. When we do topics, even when I'm up here at marketing, I'll ask people, hey, why did you come here? How did you learn about it? Right? How would that help me? Well, then I know how to market the next event. I know what people really care about. A lot of times you think you know why people are making decisions, but I would say most of the time you really don't know. But we have to know. We have to take out the guesswork. How do we take out the guesswork? We ask people, how do you care? How do, you, do you even care about this? There was a point in time right before I met Barry, right before 2008 and 2007, where I lost everything. I lost it all. I had 26 different real estate properties. Right? I lost them all. I know it was probably just me. You know, I had a tough time with real estate in 2007, 2008. Was that just me? Anybody else have a hard time? It's probably just me. Anyway, so I lost a lot of money in real estate in 2000, 2008, and zero looked good to me. Have you ever been at a financial point in your life where you looked up at zero and you said, if I could only be at zero? Like zero looks like I owe so much money, zero would be improvement. Like on your vision board is zero. Let's put zero on the vision board every day, right? You're not even praying to make money. You're like, if I could just get back to zero, that feels good. Again, maybe it's just me, but here's what I, I learned, right? And see if you can, you can get what I'm doing here because all this stuff is designed to help you. How do you do what I'm about to do, okay? So I was at zero. I was even less than zero. So here's what you do. Here's how you go from zero to hero. In the beginning, you're learning how to develop your talents, how to improve your skills, and how to provide solutions. If you do well at developed talents and improved skills and providing solutions, you can start to earn money with those talents, skills, and solutions. You could even maybe earn credit, not necessarily you have to. You could even earn venture capital, not that you have to, but that's the earning part of it all. You wanna save some, right? You always wanna save some of what you're making, and then you can invest in yourself and you can invest in your business. So you're learning and you're earning and you're investing. Let me show it to you in a different way. What's the symbol right here? It's an infinity symbol, yeah. You're earning money, you're earning credit, you're earning venture capital, you're earning more than you owe. This part is really important. You're earning more than you owe. One of the places uh, that business owners get hurt the most is they pain themselves too much in the beginning. So you gotta earn more than you owe, you wanna save some of that, I didn't always do very good, and then you wanna save some of that, invest in yourself, invest in your business, you wanna invest strategically, you should earn even more money, more capital, earn more than you owe. I don't care whether you're Mark Cuban, I don't care whether you're, name any really, Bill Gates, every single one of them does this exactly right here, right? So you earn a couple hundred bucks more than you owe, what are you gonna do with that couple hundred dollars? You earn a couple thousand dollars more than you owe, how are you gonna invest that money? How are you gonna invest in yourself or your business? You're gonna get an assistant, you're gonna get an office, you're gonna write a book, you're gonna put out an ad, right? That makes you some money, right? Now you earn more than you owe, now how are you gonna reinvest that money in yourself? That's what I did, I've done that. You know, from about 2002 to about 2007, I had five offices in three different states. I had a couple hundred people reporting to me. I had a couple dozen properties. I made millions of dollars. But between about the end of 2006 through 2007, I could see the writing on the wall. I was trying to get out of a lot of my real estate investments, my offices, things like that. Couldn't do that. I was in malls, things like that, right? I lost it all. The summer of 2007, I had to put what I, little I had left into a storage unit and me and my family camped out. I was in Oregon. One of the places I did business was in Oregon. I grew up in Oregon. I camped out for the summer of 2007, which is now affectionately known by my children as the best summer ever, and is known by me as the worst summer ever, right? Some of my radio shows was me on my cell phone at a campsite and the producer is saying, and you're on in seven, six, five. Uh, he's in the fire. The kid's in the campfire. Look for the little one going to the river. We've got a little one going to the river. Hey, it's David Fagan, Entrepreneur 101. Gonna be on the Jill, he's in the river. He's floating away. We're going to be talking about negotiation today. I'm running the show from a campsite. Okay? From a campsite. So I know what it takes to go from zero to hero. Guys, when you want to invest in yourself and you don't have any money, you don't have any credit, what do you do? Right? You've got to get really creative. You've got to make more than you owe and take some percentage of that and reinvest it in yourself. And how you choose how you invest in yourself with ads or coaches or assistants or programs or whatever, that is what's going to make you more than you owe that hopefully will project you to the next thing and project you to the next thing and project you to the next thing. How many people know what I'm saying is true? Say yes. yes. 
Yeah. Easier said than done, but yes. Now, what did I just show you up here? Infographic, workflow chart, right? Am I making complex things simple? Here's the thing. Here's something that happened to me that was helpful. I took it out of my head and I put it up here to teach you. What's something that you know, what's something that you've experienced that you can get out of your head and onto paper or onto a screen so that you can teach somebody something, so that you can recreate that? That's where the magic happens. Okay, a lot of you guys are very brilliant and you can do a lot of things to help a lot of people, but you want to get those things out of here and out there. That's what I'm doing. What to say and how to say it. Good or great? Great or life changing? All right, I got a couple of life changes there. I wasn't sure if I had earned that life changing yet. I've got it a couple times now. It's good. So here is a bunch of the books that I've done for people and brands I've created for people. Money Finder, um, Equistream, a big time real estate, Trade Genie, um, bunch of books, Era of the Entrepreneur, The Will to Win, The Way of the Invincible Warrior. Um, this is a big cookbook up here, KDO's cookbook, More Than Money. Here's Allison Larson's Soul Intuition. This isn't all of them, this is just some of them. Um, every book I've ever tried to make a bestseller, I have made a bestseller, that's fun. Um, but again, is it better to talk about it or show it? Show it, right? So how are you showing what you do? I know I've talked about a lot of different things, so I'm gonna remind you this presentation is going from invisible to invincible. And in going from invisible to invincible, how do you show up in this world? How do you make your presence felt? How do you be memorable? How do you anchor what it is that you do? How do you make complex things simple? Are you with me? Say yes, okay, good. <laughs> Breakthroughs, I didn't have to give away very many books. I'm gonna have a lot of books here. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you come by achieving your goals. You've got what it takes, but it'll take everything you've got. You like any of these? Yeah. Okay, how many people already got the uh, ebook? Okay, great, so when we go away in about six, seven, eight minutes, what time is it now? And we're gonna stop at 12. And at 12, what happens? Something really exciting. Food? Yes. Okay, that's really exciting. So at 12 o'clock, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your ebook purchase confirmation, email, Amazon, Kindle, and you're gonna show it to Isabel, and she'll give you a book. And then if you want, you bring it up to me, and I'll sign it. Okay, so that's one thing that you can do. Now, there's a few bonuses that I offer to you. Uh, for those of you guys who are here, you guys are here early and on time and all that good stuff. Make sure you give her your name and your email because we have to email those bonuses to you. Now, just so you know, this isn't like um, some uh, marketing trick where like, oh, I got your email now, and so now you're on like 10,000 emailing lists. It's nothing like that. If you're okay with me emailing you about you know, my books and my articles and some of the events I do, then you can tell her, yeah, David can email me, that's fine. If you say, hey, I just want these bonuses, like don't tell David, but I, just, I really just want these bonuses. That's totally fine, okay? I've got a lot of people to email, a lot of people to get my books. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. But I'm just saying, if you don't differentiate that to her, you will most likely not get the bonuses. Who here wants the bonuses? Okay, good. So just make sure that you communicate that to her um, as, as well. So you're going to buy the ebook on Amazon. If you're having trouble buying the book on Amazon, and I know sometimes you guys have Amazon Prime and things like that. Um, I had a couple ladies last time, they were from Canada, and so it was Amazon.ca, and it was from Canada, and they, they, they couldn't figure it out. Anyways, we have people that will help you get that book as well. Now, who here understands what I'm doing? You guys probably think I'm like a really nice guy, right? You're like, oh, this Dave's such a nice guy. I'm not a nice guy, right? Like, I'm giving you a reason to buy my ebook. I can guarantee you that by the end of today, I will hit bestseller again on all these different things just by me doing all this. And I'll go on Facebook and I'll do the same thing, right? So, I, I, you know, you think I'm a nice guy. No, this is, this is all part of my master plan to sell more 99 cent ebooks because that is gonna put all of my kids through. Guys, I'm not making anything on a 99 cent ebook, okay? And do you think that this book here costs more than 99 cents to print? Okay. So yes, I'm doing it to have an Amazon bestseller. Yes, that's a nice thing to be a say, but I am willing to lose money to help you. Okay, so I want you to see this. I, want you to, I just want you to be thinking about these things. Why do people do these things? How do I do these things? What's the reasoning behind these things? How do I copy these things, right? Everything I'm teaching you, I want you to be able to, to learn from. 
I'm going to go over this more. How many people will be here tonight to hear me talk about this in detail? The word genius, okay? Most all of you guys will be here. I'm going to go through this in pretty good detail. Um, the strategy session, the whiteboarding, the coming up with the names, the presentations, the titles, the words. How do you use all this stuff? You know, what to say and, and how to say it. You guys can take a look at that then. Okay, I have some other things to teach you, but I want to do something for you because it's more important that you get something out of this. Uh, very specific, and this is one of the benefits of, of having uh, the group this size at this point. Do you have any questions for me? And that's okay if you don't. Sometimes people think, oh, we don't have any questions for me. It's okay. I have plenty of things to teach you, but at least then I gave you the chance where I can make this fit towards you. Anything that you're hearing from me, you're like, David, I don't know how to do that myself. Okay, so here's what I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this one last thing, and this is going to end the day. What that means to me is I'm just so thorough and I've just gotten things so well spelled out that you can't even think of anything that I haven't already thought of. Something, something like that? Just to give you a little snapshot into what we're going to go into later. This is probably one of the things that people take the picture of the most. These are the 12 accomplishments that qualify you to be a celebrity expert. One, have testimonials and endorsements. That's probably one of the fastest, easiest things to do to get social proof. Two, have testimonials and endorsements from celebrities. Three, be interviewed and celebrated in the media. Four, have before and after pictures. If you do real estate, you got a broken down, busted up, fixer upper, you bought it for this, you fixed it up, you sold it for that, right? Maybe help people uh, with weight loss and energy and things like that. They're overweight, they're slow, they're sluggish. In the before picture, the after picture, they've lost some weight and they feel better and look better. Uh, buying, running a successful company, serving on a board of advisors, speaking to larger influential groups nationally and internationally, publishing a good book with measurable results, having your own media like radio shows and podcasts and TV shows, having a large list, database or social media following, winning awards, having customized educations or degrees. When you have a lot of the things on that list, this is what helps you answer the question, why you? I'm going to talk more about how you get those things. Also, I want to talk to you guys about how, well, let me, uh, you tell me, you can tell me whether you care about this or not. Some of you guys um, may not care about this, but I can tell you how to get on television. Who here is interested in maybe getting featured, maybe local news, national news? Two people, three people, okay. So you can do that in the book. So one of the things that I do is I help people get on. These are three ways to get featured in the media. One, are your topics newsworthy? Two, are you fascinating? Doesn't help to be, to be boring. Uh, do you have an expert status? Uh, so when we pitch the media, we really look at these things. And we look at how do we, how do we make a, um, you know, one of our beliefs very controversial. And I'm gonna give you a, an example of that here in a second. Um, but these are some of the things that I'm gonna be talking about later on. And I'm going to leave with playing this video. And as soon as this video is over, you can come over to Isabel and she'll get you your books. And we're going to go to lunch and all this other good stuff. But I just want to play with you this last video. That's another book of mine, Gorilla Parenting. Thank you, you guys have been amazing.